0: welcome highfalutin ski bump podcast episode number 145 it is your pals mario and brian mario what's up
1: Get in the holiday spirit uh, i had my ugly uh sweater on earlier i took a picture of that with a stolen there's a pocket if you look at that picture there's a little pocket on it and it has a i put the stolen in there it's actually pretty pretty neat pretty handy it's
0: always important to have a stolen pocket this time of year
1: I think I'm just going to unwrap it and just like take bites out of it. I'm not even going to slice it up or anything, just eat it. I think the stolen
0: on the stick is (laughs) is the move. That is a good idea. Walk around with, you know, you have a hand free for your drink.
1: Yep. You probably cook those over the fire, warm them up
0: instead of s'mores.
1: Yeah. Just have a warm
0: stolen. Yeah.
1: Stolen sticks warmed up on the fire.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, today we have a special guest, my father in law, Till. Hey. Till, welcome to the podcast. Thanks.
1: Welcome, Till.
0: It's oh. your, your first time on the podcast, so it's always nice having a, a special guest. <laughs> you got this little the crowd. The crowd goes You're wild. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a, a pretty fun topic we'll be we're we'll talking to Till about. He's a, an expert in, so we'll get to that a little bit later. But thank you, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out, SkiBumPodcast.com. We are available on all the finer podcast outlets, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. So you can find us there. Check us out. SkiBumPodcast at gmail.com. You can send us some information. We're on all the socials, twitter.com slash SkiBumPodcast, facebook.com slash SkiBumPodcast, instagram.com slash SkiBumPodcast. We're also on Pinterest as Highfalutin, SoundCloud as Highfalutin-SkiBum
1: youtube it's a holiday time if they want to you know give us a, a gift they want to send us a little cash that works too
0: yes we also have on our website if you want to donate cryptocurrency to us the values are down so you won't be you know losing as much if you want to send us a little something so we have qr codes there we're still working on patreon it's a just a it's a whole thing
1: you buy some gear some apparel
0: and we have apparel and gear at the website ski bump slash shop so check it out
2: it's time for pray today
0: Let's kick Let's off start, our Pray today.
1: Start our Pray today. So, I started uh Pray a little early. Um, and I drank a Tampa Bay Brewing Company, um, imperial porter called Gingy. Uh, it's pretty funny. The can has like a ginger looking dude on it with glasses. <laughs> I think I said Gingy,
0: like G I N G Y.
1: Yeah, Whoa.
0: that is a uh, pretty a very ginger looking fella. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, it's an imperial porter, a uh, lot of coffee, a lot of um dark flavors, you know, coffee smoke, uh, but pretty good, you know, kind of hit the spot. Um, I was just looking to chill out. I had a few Bloody Marys this morning and Christmas parties last night. So I was kind of easing into the day and had that this afternoon. That was pretty good.
0: So (laughs) wait, I thought you were anti-Bloody Mary. Have things changed in Florida now?
1: My girlfriend actually said the same thing. She's like, you're having a Bloody Mary. I said, yes, because I'm trying to like them. Like they're, they're better for you. They're good for you to some degree because of the vitamins and stuff you get from. Them. And, you know, after, you know, if you're in the morning or after skiing, sometimes it's nice to have something different than just a beer or a mixed drink or something like that. So I've been kind of forcing myself to try them a little bit more. Um kind of like
0: prison, right? Where it's like gay till the day. <laughs> G- I say like gay till the day you get released or whatever?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, or just em- what I mean.
0: Embrace where you're at.
1: It's not like taking a pounding in the ass, but it's, uh, you know, it's still pretty bad. <laughs> I gotta say. That's um, one of the things
0: I wish I liked. Like I'm not getting pounded in the ass. I wish I would have liked <laughs> bloody Mary's. Like I, I try them every once in a while thinking maybe my tastes have evolved yeah. and changed and I like them, but still nothing.
1: I actually like it a little more. I, I lo- I hate it less. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, and I had one today. I'll just have one because I'll sip it. I won't drink it fast, you know? Um, and just kind of just sip it through, you know, just hanging out. So it's kind of nice. It's more of a social drink for me because it stops me from drinking too fast. Cause I'm kind of like, and I'll drink like three quarters of it and then be like, I'm done, you know. Um, it's a good way to not
0: get drunk if you don't like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it's not too bad. I got to say, I'm, I'm developing a, a better liking for uh, things where if you're in the mood for something different, you have, you have one, but. Um yeah this beer was uh different too so I was kind of keeping in that theme. I usually don't go for porters but it was good to hit the spot doing different things at the end of the year, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done. Oops. camera's off. Um I hear you. How so about you guys? We uh we just came back from a local brewery a little bit ago and uh you know we've talked about in the past I believe we went to the Kane brewery which is in Ocean, New Jersey. Oh, I love Kane. They that place is blowing up. I mean, they, we went there today, and it was jammed. And we had to park, I don't know, a good distance down the street even to get in there. Wow. They do can releases on Saturdays. And they're known for IPAs, but this time of year, they do a lot of funky stouts and porters. But I am going with their classic, what they're known for, the Head High, which is their IPA.
1: That's one of my favorites, too, when I was in Jersey.
0: When we were there, we were drinking these. Andrea, who, you know, she made a very bold statement. She said, this is almost as good as Hetty Topper. What? And I was taken a bit aback. I mean...
1: That's a bold statement.
0: It's a very bold statement. And, you know, we were up in Vermont this week. And, you know, I must have said how much I loved being there. I think 100 times per day, which I think was driving her crazy. <laughs> she's on Team Jersey. And she's got, ah. you know, she wants to, you know represent correctly and i think because this is a jersey beer she was trying to put it into the same realm or better than than the vermont beers which you know
1: Mm, that's tough to do everybody
0: there should be competition competition is what improves and makes things better you can
1: get on you can get on team jersey or you could stay on team vermont or you can go to team norway
0: i don't don't know don't jersey vermont that's all we know do you can go to Team up. Florida too. That works. Team Florida, hey, you can go to West Virginia. Snowshoe's yeah. getting four to six inches today. So I know, uh, you, can, you can be on whatever team you want. But I will say this beer, it's it's a competitor. It's definitely in the top tier of IPAs. You know, it's got that citrusy flavor. It's not super you don't have all the, the lactose and everything there, so it's a little bit lighter, but it's That uh, was one of
1: my favorite up in Jersey when it's I was so there. So good. Uh, they it's carry it on like tap the... everywhere and it's delicious on tap, too.
0: I got a growler full of it today, so Nice, fresh. And, you know, the growler doesn't get any, you got to drink it quick. So we're doing one. our best to enjoy this, but yeah, they're all their beers. There were, were really outstanding. I mean, they're doing a great job there. Well nice. done, Kane.
1: Well done. And how's the tasting room? You got to sample a lot of stuff or?
0: We had about four different things. We, had the, the flights they had there. So nice. we, you had, we, we kind of the same, same things, right? Similar. You had the head high. Right, I had silent night. Silent night was like they're almost like Christmas in a glass. It was oh, like a par- cool. porter with a lot of flavors in there. And then that one with the lactose and the apple cider, right? That was the um That one you had. Uh, I had that one too. Yeah. yeah that one was right. really good.
2: Lactating apples? That's good. I had um <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts or what,
0: what was that? a donut shop. That <laughs> donut, donut shack yeah, or something. That was donut. the one with the lactose and the apple right. apple cider. That was wow, that really good. It was a really good IPA, yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, it was an IPA.
0: And then the you didn't have morning bean, did you? No. Julie no. had morning bean. Julie evening bean, or the brunch, Sunday brunch. Uh,
2: Julie had that one too. Maybe I, had I thought bean. you did too. I yeah. had morning
0: bean. You had morning bean. Okay, yeah. that was like a coffee based right. porter. Was beer. It was again. All their beers are really good. Those were similar, like the morning bean, the uh, evening. I think it was evening bean as well, and then the the brunch those were all kind of similar with a slightly different taste, but all outstanding, all coffee based, really good.
1: Wow. Very cool.
0: So yeah, it was like almost like a bunch of coffee based beers and then a bunch of IPAs. So nice. There's this time
1: of year, you know, that's kind of what, so the one that I got, it's an Imperial Porter. They only brew it in the winter. And it's one of those things like the winter a little colder. You want a little, you know, a little more substance to your beer.
0: Yeah. You don't need those, those nice light beers that you would, uh, like, like a Shandy that you'd be drinking all summertime.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did drink a lot of uh, highlights last night. That was... Uh, oh, boy.
0: Thus, the need for the Bloody Marys this morning.
1: Ooh, hot in bourbon. Went to a, uh, a oh. party at some... One of my... Girl, uh, one of Melanie's um, friends has this crazy awesome house. Probably let's just say it's not a cheap house to put it that way, right on Tampa Bay, like right on the, on the Bay Boulevard. Beautiful, gorgeous, like a old, old style. And, uh, I was, we were just drinking bourbon, just Jefferson's reserve and uh Buffalo trace. Nice. So I was like, and she was drinking it too. I was like, you yeah, know, it's gotta be, uh, that's gotta be something there. You know, she likes bourbon. I'm like, oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> that's important, right?
1: She likes bourbon beer and, uh, and she she did. I found out today that she did work at a ski a ski resort.
0: Ah, look at that.
1: Yep, in Banff.
0: In Ooh. Banff. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, she's from Canada. She worked there. I'm like, damn. So you know how to ski? I'm like, all right. Getting uh, ready for that trip up to uh, Vermont. So
0: very cool. Very Good. Yeah, we were just talking about Banff last night.
1: Yeah, that's one of my places I still want to go.
0: Very
2: nice. Beautiful place. You been to? Yeah, I've been. Oh, nice! Years ago, but nice. Lake Louise, one of the most uh, photographed places on earth. Is it? Yeah. Wow! Right in the middle of the Banff National Park, or whatever they yeah, are, Banff is a yeah. big national park. Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that. whole. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, there's neat.
0: So, I guess this this would might apply to you. This one story that we have in the Apprate Today segment today. I think that's a good segue. <laughs> Do you want to take it?
1: Uh, no. Why don't you grab that one?
0: All right. So the good folks at Pedialyte, which is pretty much a kids a, a, yeah, kids and babies nutrient-rich beverage.
1: I love the photo they used for the article.
0: Yeah, they've decided to branch out and do a little bit of a pivot with their product, and they are now fully embracing the hungover adult market.
1: Yes. <laughs> the photos price us, though. Because <laughs> it's yeah. like... The kid and the adult in one photo. It's it's this old dude with like a big beard and he's got like a unicorn hat on. He's passed out. Yeah, He's it's like
0: if you were going to like look for stock photos and looking for passed out drunk dude, this is exactly what would come up. Yeah. So what they're saying now is people are starting to make relief cocktails using Pedialyte, which was used for kids dehydration, and mixing it with either Gatorade or Lacroix, Lacroix, LaCroix however you want to pronounce it, depending on your level of douchebaggery. <laughs> uh, mixing that together to to hydrate yourself after a night of drinking. So this yeah, is drank, a new thing for adults to drink to cure their hangover. I drank is some Gatorade today. Let's put it that way. Pedialyte and Gatorade, or Pedialyte and seltzer. Oh, nice! And they're fully embracing this market. It's not even just kind of a, a a fringe thing. They have marketing campaigns on Twitter all over the place. They're they're trying to push this.
1: It's actually a good idea. Like if you have a party, like you have these and serve this to people too while they're drinking. It's kind of like they have. Uh, what is it? Is it the Crown Royal commercial? One of the commercials. And they say, Oh, this is a a water break to keep hydrated while you're drinking. And I'm like, that's a perfect idea. Everybody should should do that. You know? It's
0: definitely a veteran boozing move if you remember to keep drinking. Like if you can if you can do one drink, one water,
1: you can set yourself up
0: for a nice, a nice evening because that's
1: professional drinking all the time. That's the danger of that though.
0: That's that is true so That's not you're not going to accidentally come across that formula to know to drink one glass of water after every like drink.
1: 10 a.m. We're like, yeah, I have five cocktails. Already. I
0: am I'm fully hydrated.
1: Fully hydrated, though. Yeah, I just ran ten miles.
0: The even the even more pro move though is to do alcohol and coffee. If you know how to balance that equation out when you're just booze and then coffee and then back to booze,
1: booze it up. Oh that's, yeah, that's
0: that's a hall of fame move. That's not even a professional. Hall of fame.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we got to rate that one of these days. I'm going to write that down. we got to come up with a ranking system.
0: Yeah, how to uh, handle your booze. The rookie mistake is having 10 PBRs and passing out. <laughs> that's amateur hour right there.
1: You're picking on yourself and somebody else and passing that's, out.
0: That's pledge week at your first uh, freshman year in your fraternity.
1: <laughs> well, amateur hour is coming. That's uh, that's New Year's. Oh. Talk, I was just yeah. talking to everybody about like what everybody's doing for New Year's. And I'm like, yeah, know, I'm probably just going to do something... Non, non crazy. How about that?
0: Considering what a pain in the ass year 2018 was, I'm ready to go to bed at like 10 o'clock that night and just get it over with. That's right. Get ready for 2019.
1: Go for a big bike ride on New Year's Day. That's Something the
0: like that. Hey, if you're skiing New Year's Day, that's a great day to go because most people are passed out and are not going to be on the slopes. So yeah, get nice make and that ready. happen.
1: Hopefully if you can get a powder day too. Can you imagine that New Year's first day of the year, powder day you get out? Mm,
0: that really sucks. St- That really separates the hardcores from the posers. Big time. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, you'll get people like waking from the dead if they're even hungover, just going out to get some turns in.
0: That's right. They got their Pedialyte next to them in the morning. Ready to go.
1: Put it in the backpack, man. That's right. The Camelback.
0: Oh, Camelback full of Pedialyte. That would be good. Or that stash sack on those 686 jackets.
1: Shit, yeah.
0: Perfect. They should include that for Christmas.
1: The worst was uh, we were at Mount Snow and I drank that whole... um, Almost the whole thing. and then we went skiing that next day. I was so sick, man, I was sick as a dog that that next day
0: you broke Before up we you broke up the exact moment you were saying what you drank what was it a whole
1: oh that I, I drank the uh the fifth of uh almost the fifth of uh, bullet
0: yeah that'll that'll lead to a lot of not productive events the next day
1: and I think our whole house killed like i don't know five four or five handles of <laughs>
0: We well, well, we drank fixed. a lot those weekends we were up there. Yes,
1: On bourbon. It was all bourbon. Oh, it was crazy.
0: A lot of bourbon. Yeah, before yeah. Was that, was,
1: that was probably the worst I've been in a long, long time.
0: Oof. Yeah, that was a humdinger.
1: Was, that was quite uh quite bold. Yes, i was hating myself the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of bold,
2: let's get into the ginjula.
0: Now, we've talked about this for the past couple of weeks, and allegedly Massachusetts is now officially open for business for recreational marijuana. Nice. And I allegedly may have stopped on the way up to Vermont and allegedly made a purchase.
1: Well, you were doing a story for the podcast, so it was legit.
0: I was doing a story for the podcast, yes.
1: For, for, you know, educational news purpose, newsworthy purposes.
0: I was purchasing a perfectly legal product in a jurisdiction that deemed it perfectly legal. So.
1: And it was all part of your business expense of doing the story.
0: Exactly. So I got to tell you, you know, was, uh, we've been in shops in Colorado and out in Washington and, you know, they're a little more established. They've got things kind of down to a science now, Massachusetts, everything's still brand spanking new. So you're just getting people coming from all over the place, lining up to go to these places. But, The system they have at the shop that we went to was pretty impressive because they already have an online ordering system. Cause we drove up, we saw the line there. We're like, Oh, it's cold out. Do we really want to wait in line? But went onto their website. We're able to make a reservation, reserve everything, go get dinner, come back, walk up, ready to go. Wow. Pick it up and go.
1: So was order online, pick up in store.
0: Super, super easy, yes. And cool. one of the products we allegedly got was the strain that we're going to have for this, this week's Bean of the Week, the Golden Lemon.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, it is a citrusy strain with a potent punch. 60-40 Indica dominant hybrid is a cross between kosher kush and lemon skunk and emits a distinctly pungent herbal citrus aroma that speaks to its parentage. Effects immediately hit the consumer between the eyes, leaving bright, sizzling euphoria in the mind. Wow. Golden lemon melts over the body and shows its sedating, indica-dominant side with heavy consumption. Testing in an average of 23% THC, golden lemon is suited for seasoned cannabis connoisseurs, which explains why it hit us so hard and why we were a (laughs) bit of a mess. But uh, yeah, it it was a pretty pretty much exactly what they're talking about. I mean, very cool, relaxed, happy, uplifted, euphoric, I guess tingly, a little tingly. Yeah. There's
1: a lot of giggling going on. Laughing Um, happiness,
0: just general happiness. A lot of, a lot of funky dreams. That's for sure. Oh, really vivid dreams. Nice. I like that. And what was crazy is I pictured, you know, we were, it was just me and Andrea up in Vermont. Little guy was being watched by, uh, his grandmother, And I had a dream that I was watching him and he was going out into the street and on the sidewalks. And the craziest thing was yesterday. So this was three days later. He did that exact same thing. He walked onto the sidewalk. We were having dinner. Look at that. It was almost like deja vu. So it's almost like mother cannabis helped me see the future.
1: It's like a pre precognition
0: Think about that. Yeah. Premonition. Take that black mirror. (laughs) Make that an episode next season.
1: No, was, um, minority report. It's like a, you're like a precog if you're on weed. That's true. Yeah. Keep possible. you sleeping with weed going in.
0: Maybe this is why the government doesn't want you to have it, man. They hey. know that it's, it has future predicting capabilities. And they don't Dude, want you, you to see that.
1: You got to get like the lottery numbers next time.
0: Yeah. I, unfortunately, I didn't get that far into the dream, but see, you maybe next keep, time.
1: Keep going down the road, like where you go into the bodega and buy the lottery ticket. What He's on numbers? down the road, right? He's on down the road. <laughs> uh, it's awesome.
0: Now you found something fun while we're still in the gondola.
1: So next up, Vice uh, Vice News put out uh, a video. And it is a video that shows you, especially for the holiday season, how to roll a quarter ounce gingerbread man joint. <laughs> so you use a quarter ounce of pot. And it is amazing. You got to watch this thing. Um, the guy uses, I didn't realize they had a product like this, but they have a rolling paper paste, <laughs> which he uses and he almost makes like, he uses it to put like rolling papers together so that he can w- make like the form of the gingerbread. And then he puts the the weed in there, uh, cuts it so that he can attach like the arms and legs and, and head. And he even uses a, um, it's like a rolling paper, I forgot what he calls it, but it's like. I guess, meant he's like, you can use it for like up to two joints, but you basically stick it in the head. So you have like a, uh, a port to smoke out of. And, uh, it's really cool. Well done video. Um, it's amazing. Like I I could see you being able to like make, like, I was thinking like just from an artistry point of view, you could like make really cool things to smoke. (laughs) Like he even designs like the gingerbread, you know, face and the feet and the belt and, you know, the buttons with, um, with crackle with uh you know weed uh weed crackle it's uh whatever not the wax but the um uh i guess it's like they they consider it the wax but it's the 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 one that cracks yeah um what do they call it's uh
0: so where is the weed exactly is it in the paper or is it in the
1: it's in the paper the entire gingerbread man is all weed (laughs) so to smoke it in the video now he put the port in the head and he, you light the feet and you just keep smoking that whole thing. <laughs> and It's freaking awesome. I gotta say, this is clever as shit, man. Um, and I could see making anything out of it, which would which be great. Like, you know, girls can have, you know, bachelorette parties and they could smoke dicks, you know, like dick shaped things and, you know, guys can smoke, uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. You can make, Birthday parties, you can make you know, like cool shapes out of it. You can make like Halloween stuff, like a pumpkin, maybe or I don't know, pretty cool stuff.
0: This is a lot of effort.
1: To, it's uh, a lot of effort, but the end, of effort. the end result is pretty amazing. You know, the thing is, like, this is not uh, something that somebody that has the artistry can actually create it and then sell them to people that want something fancy to smoke. How about putting that on a tree? That's you hang pretty that cool. Hang that on a tree, take it off and smoke it at, at Christmas perfect
0: yeah. it is pretty imp- I, I do like the little comments that says like that the glue is okay to smoke mm. which is always important you don't use like rubber cement or anything because that that could probably ruin the day
1: yeah i didn't realize they made a product like that though it's a, a paste for for rolling papers i'm like
0: all right oh my god so it's got the, okay so the whole now we're seeing where he's putting the weed into the legs yeah oh my god so that's a lot of weed in that gingerbread man huh
1: yeah, he makes it pretty flat. So I guess that's when you're smoking flat. it, yeah, yeah you get a nice even draw. But it's pretty amazing. That
0: kind of that seems like a lot, though.
1: There's a quarter. I mean, that's a lot of weed.
0: But isn't like each leg almost like six joints?
1: <laughs> it's like <laughs> probably like two or three joints in each leg. You know what I mean? Like At least. So the good part of it, you're just smoking it through the whole holiday season. You're like, oh, I'm smoking a leg today. I'm gonna smoke the other leg tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> You know,
0: I definitely a, respect this guy's artistry.
1: See, I can see that making, making that probably like the week before Christmas, smoking it through Christmas, smoking the bejesus, finishing it before Christmas and then making, making another one for New Year's, like, you know, like a ball or something like that. Like instead of dropping the ball, you're smoking the ball. I don't know. Yeah. Do something cool.
0: Plenty of options.
1: You make the, the, the letters, you know, 2019 and smoke that.
0: <laughs> That's true. You could do that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's like tons of possibilities.
0: The world yeah. is truly your oyster. Get as creative as you want.
1: Very cool, right?
0: Yeah, good stuff.
1: But yeah, I think it's only like, what is it, six-minute video? Oh, two Not minutes. Even.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like almost six minutes. That was almost six. It's definitely worth checking out.
2: Yeah, very cool. All
0: right, good stuff.
1: And they have other... The same guy has all these other videos, like how to make a one hit out of a potato.
0: He's like the MacGyver of weed.
1: The MacGyver of weed. Massive smell of weed. He's like DIY, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Potato chip can bong. I actually smoked one of those in college. It was actually (laughs) very good. Like Pringles? Yeah, it was a Pringles. It was literally a Pringles can. It It was Awesome pot pancakes he has, salad dressing that'll get you stoned. (laughs)
0: Salad dressing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How to make a pickle (laughs) pie.
0: Oh my god, that's awesome. Hey, there's a salad dressing (laughs) line for like 2 minutes and 23 seconds. How to make chai tea.
2: Dude, the
1: weed-infused trail mix, you're like out hiking. (laughs) Like you're just giving trail mix to people.
0: Yeah.
2: Let's go to Ski News.
0: So we just got the Outlook weather.com and they're saying that january through march temperature outlook cold in the east south but mild in the northwest
1: yeah that little map they have is a little weird right
0: it's it's like a perfect gradient almost looking from you know the top left corner the the, uh, northwest part of the u.s they're saying much above average and then going straight down southeast over to florida uh The whole Southeast looking below average Midwest to Northeast near or slightly below average. And then the West, you know, the Western ski region, Colorado, Utah, Wyoming, near or slightly above average or average. So it's looking like the East coast, the Northeast could be, could have the best temperature outlook.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's it's like the opposite of what it normally is, right? Usually the hot starts in Florida and goes up to the northwest.
0: Well, that's the stupid weather we just got a couple days ago, because the northeast was having a a real nice ski season so far with November and December was pretty was cold, but not a lot of new snow. But then just the last two days there's just been all this warm weather that came up from the south and just dumped rain, which Mm. you know put a put a lot of the resorts in the northeast back. A couple of weeks with all their their snow making efforts but yeah this is looking like it's going to make it uh it's going to make for an interesting ski season in the east and maybe a little bit tougher out west
1: but well again, even the february gets even like it gets even crazier so that's january and then february if you scroll down they have like well below average in like the northeast it's crazy
0: yeah so it looks like it's Oh, I'm looking. Okay. I found that map then. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then they're they're all
0: funky patterns. It's almost like an Atari style breakout of the colors.
1: Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the way they did it Mm -hmm. because then March is like the South is like below or slightly below. So it's
0: like the best place to ski in March will be Texas.
1: Snowshoe. I'm telling you, I may have to plan a trip there. That looks like it's getting the best below average.
0: Don't be hating on snowshoe. Yeah, it's very. It's looking very strange for uh, the West the next few months. Again, I don't know how accurate the weather channel is anymore.
1: Yeah, well, these are all predictions, too.
0: They're all predictions. I think they were saying it was like a 90% chance of El Nino, so I don't know if that changes anything. Uh, you know, they did if- say the current magnitude of El Nino is expected for high latitude blocking associated with the solar minimum. Which adds to a heavily skewed odds toward a colder, stormier, late winter period. Hmm. But that was wasn't there another thing too? Like I thought we had a story yeah. talking about that. Well it's almost Yeah.
1: Yeah, like Farmer's almanac, they say, is actually freakishly accurate for the way it predicts. And they have like these algorithms that they don't share with anybody.
0: Good for them. Ben Franklin probably came up with those.
1: Big Ben. That's poor
0: Richard's almanac.
1: There was so only saying, one almanac back then. They're saying they claim 80% accuracy rate. Isn't that crazy?
0: The Farmer's Almanac?
1: Yeah. Wow. And they do it 18 months in advance.
0: 18 months.
1: So they run an 18-month cycle. They, they're out, and then they say they've got about 80% accuracy. I'm like, that's pretty damn good.
0: That's incredibly amazing, yeah. And they so is not there? So instead of going to weather.com for this, why don't we go to farmersalmanac.com and look up the weather?
1: They probably subscribe, and then they look at the weather maps, I'm sure. Yeah, right. They, you know, subscribe to it. or And it's not a cheap subscription either. It's not like one of those, like, you know, $2 you get a subscription for whatever. It's like, no, you got to buy the pretty substantial. It's pretty funny. Yeah, right. It's amazing how accurate it is, you know? Cool. Yeah. All right, next up, we have Revelstoke, B.C., is the first North American resort to break 200 inches of snowfall. So that's quite an accomplishment. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a little ovation from the crowd. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, 200 inches, man. That's a shit ton of snow. I gotta wow. say.
0: Yeah, they're saying, yeah, they just surpassed the five meter mark for total annual snowfall. <laughs> if that was in Africa, only a giraffe's head would be above the surface.
1: That is crazy. They said the third highest on record since 2007. Wow. And they're sitting on 66 centimeters more than last year. That's a lot. Wow.
0: 66 centimeters.
1: Or 26 inches to, to the normal people to the, the border. To the Americans yeah. across the border. Oh.
0: Yeah. Why haven't we made a trip out there to Revelstoke yet?
1: You know, I mentioned it to my girlfriend. She grew up in Winnipeg. She's like, "Oh, Revelstoke is that's the real deal." She's like, "She's like, if you go there, that's be prepared." I'm like, yeah, we got to go out there. I got to go when I'm young."
0: Yeah, they have heli and cat skiing there. So,
1: all right, let's let's book it.
0: Ugh, it looks so awesome.
1: I'm writing it right down right now, Revelstoke.
0: Let's do it. And speaking of big snow, here are the top ten biggest snowfalls. In North America right now, so let's start this. This is an order of uh, first to tenth. But we're gonna reverse that. So Snowbird is sitting on 135 inches, Grand Targhee 137.
1: You know That's when we were
0: the bridesmaid in Wyoming.
1: Well, when we were in Jackson Hole, they were saying the way Grand Targhee's positioned, it just gets tons of snow like that. I guess. Whatever goes to Jack, it just gets pounded just the way it's positioned. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah. And then number eight, just above that, Jackson Hole, 140. Brighton in Utah has got 142. Kicking Horse in BC, 146. Loveland out in Colorado, 149. Whitewater Resort in BC, 153. Alieska, Alaska, 163. It's almost cheating to put them on the list. Yeah. How about Whistler at 170, and then like we just talked about, good old Revelstoke at 200. Nice. Now the that Whistler was- total that that must have included what they just got because they had a slow start and they just got like 70 inches, I think 70 plus in the last week.
1: Well, the unfortunate part is, so the the text between you and our buddy Nick. Oh and my God! They had like fog and like it, that, that's just Whistler, right? They just that's what happens.
0: Yeah, it's funny, Whistler, because of the way it is, because it's only about a 1,000 feet above sea level in the village. So it could be pouring rain in the village. Yeah. When you get about a 1,000 feet up, because it's got a 5,000-foot vertical, the whole resort. 1,000 feet up, it's still kind of mixed. And then the next 4,000 feet up, it could be just nuking, and you can't even get on the mountain because the conditions are so treacherous, which is exactly what happened this week while he was up there.
1: I got to say, uh, Whistler, every time I've been to Whistler... I've had bluebird days.
0: All you get are sunny skies there.
1: Sunny. It's the sunniest place in the world to ski.
0: You're the only person who's ever experienced that.
1: I was with you Nick four days of beautiful, it was cold as anything, but it was beautiful weather. It was like bluebird days, four bluebird days that I went with the ski club. And that week, I think we only had two days where it was bad and everything else was like sunny and beautiful. out.
0: There was the the first time I was ever there. We were there for a week and we had snow for five or uh, sun for five minutes. We were outside, we saw the sun, like, oh great, it's gonna clear and it's gonna be sunny. Took like two pictures, five minutes later it was gone. <laughs> it was so crazy.
1: Not me. I got the sun shining on me. I got the worst sunburn in Whistler.
0: You just brought Florida with you to Whistler. <laughs>
1: that's what it was. The brightness. Like an exchange program. That's right.
0: The Whistler Florida Exchange Program.
1: Damn. Jackson Hole, 140 inches. That, that's gotta be good. Ugh. Tommy Mo. Our boy. He's got to be ripping in he. when we were talking to him at the snow show. He was saying how like he's just happy this time of year because he's fully booked up for the whole, um, holiday season. Right.
0: Yeah. He was saying Christmas time. Cause you know, we were talking about how like it's a, it sucks to ski during Christmas. He's like, well, I got my tour set up, so I'm going to get paid and ski with all these, uh, these rich folks who are going to be booking it out in Jackson hole for the, that week.
1: That's you you're gonna have some good weather, good skiing. I mean, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Listen, there's worse ways to make a living than
1: he is living running ski tours. Dream. That's for sure. Oh, he's living the freaking dream. That's, he's that's man.
0: great. He's earned it, though. Gold medalist. Yeah. How many I'm gold medals do you him. have?
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm happy for him. Like he's a, he seems like a nice guy, and he did the right thing. He he managed it the right way, you know.
0: Yep, and he's got his sweet old setup up there in Alaska too. For oh, that's another.
1: I'm writing that down too. Living so, the dreams. Kicking it's horse.
0: only 14,000 of a week, right? In Toradrillo?
1: Only. Well, we'll get sponsorship for that. I That's think.
0: true. Ski-bomb podcast at gmail.com if you want to sponsor us for our Toradrillo trip.
1: Yeah. We might have to do a Kickstarter for that one.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to put that up there. Kickstarter for Rebelstone Kicking Horse in <laughs> All right, That's going up this week. Nice. Look out for it. All right, next up, Michaela Schifrin, the wonderful U.S. champion that she is. She made it 49 World Cup wins this week. Um, She uh, won Giant Slalom uh, for her fourth consecutive uh, successive win and 49th career World Cup victory, uh, continuing to march to third straight season-long overall title. So she is on fire. She's skiing really well. She is uh, staying staying healthy. She's, she's just amazing, really dedicated. So it's good to see her uh, hit it really hard. So her her nearest rival, until this might be – this is right in your backyard. Um, you know, uh, Ragnar uh, of Norway, is second in the overall standings. So she only has 367 points, and Michaela has 789 points. She's killing the field right now.
0: Well, actually, we do need to update this because she just got her fiftieth win today. Mm, all right. She nailed it. Damn. So fifty wins she has, and she's now way ahead of the the fastest female to ever to uh to to get to the youngest female to get to fifty wins. Wow by far. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. How old is she? Is she twenty?
0: She's twenty three. <sighs> What the hell did you accomplish by the time you were 23? I, I was living like, with my parents. Jesus.
1: And I was like barely able to do anything at 23.
0: I can't do anything now. And she's an got idiot. 50 world cup wins.
1: <laughs> she's got like a career. Like I, I had nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's so awesome. So <laughs> awesome. It's great to see that. So congrats, Michaela.
1: Real pasta hat. I want that.
0: Like that. What a great sponsor.
1: Yeah. They actually said that um, they came out. They started sponsorship, and it's like it's you know they 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 took chances on people, and it's like it's paying off. And then why does I is
0: the think the like Alchemist team? should sponsor us? Like, wouldn't oh, that be, be great? great. Like, because I mean, what did Barilla sponsor before skiing? I mean, it's not like they were doing like Super Bowl or anything.
1: No, they did a lot of commercials, but uh,
0: but yeah, why? I think Alchemist. Should, I think Alchemist should start a ski bump sponsorship program and put us at the top of that list.
1: We drink a lot, right? So.
0: We'll get like a, like a Heady Topper onesie. We'll wear that while we're skiing. Oh,
1: dude, that'd be great. We'll get Heady Topper skis, you top, ski tops. Right? That'd be sweet.
0: We are available. We are happy to whore ourselves out for the right price.
1: It's not that expensive either to whore us out. Just saying.
0: <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> if you want to help, horse. if you want to pay us to ski, we are, our price is low. We're pretty cheap hose, I gotta say. Right. <laughs> Dedication to the craft.
1: Right,
0: And then we got one more story while we're still here talking about ski news. From our buddy Frank. Our buddy Frank sent this over. There is a new device called the ski which is a four-stroke powered ski machine that is now, now available for pre-order.
1: This thing it's, looks freaking amazing.
0: So I'm still trying to wrap my head around this thing. As so what it, it actually you. does.
1: So it'll propel you, but it'll turn... You basically create a simulated mountain out of a flat flat area. So now places where you can't ski that are really cool, like Minnesota, you can actually set one of these bad boys up and ski everywhere. That's pretty cool.
0: So it's really, you're turning yourself into a snowmobile essentially. Like it's putting yeah. like a snowmobile engine on your body.
1: I guess that's like a drone right? snowmobile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so thought about it that way, but
0: I guess I'm trying, what I don't quite get is the whole steering part. That's, that's where it kind of confused me.
1: Well, here's the cool part. You could probably throw that in front of you and have it pull you, too.
0: Like, put it in reverse?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, just turn the arm from pushing to pulling you. Like, the pushing is good because you get the simulation of really skiing. Mm-hmm. But you could have a pull you, too, and just kind of chill out behind it. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, you're, you kind of make yourself a snowmobile using this thing.
1: It looks badass, too. It's like a little...
0: I mean, this is, like, a great, like, personal transportation device, too. You know, if you live in a snowy area and you don't want to, you know, ride your bike or take the bus. Yeah. You just, uh, you pretty much become a human snowmobile. Use your skis to steer. You keep this thing in the back of you.
1: Dude, you could use this in the summer. Just put rollerblades on and have it push you. Rollerblades on. Yeah, right. Put some little, what you do is you get tube treads and put it on the outside of it. And then you just have it push you and just unroll it. Just zip around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how those treads would work on anything but snow.
1: Yeah, they I guess look like, pretty knobby.
0: Because I guess like snowmobile, right? Like they always say like you can cross the street and stuff, but you shouldn't be off the snow for too long. Yeah. I wonder if this is the same thing. Or I'm can sure you get like adjust different kinds of treads for different terrains? I'm
1: sure you can get a cover, you know, like a, a, a rubber cover, like tread mm-hmm. cover it and just ride it on regular street. I'm sure. Yeah. You can switch it out. And you can use it all year. You can put your rollerblades on, hockey stick, you like zipping around like downtown manhattan yeah right with
0: what Check if they people. combine this with, maybe they can combine this with the one wheel
1: how oh, about
0: crash, so ice off
1: roads. Or crash dice with this
0: i don't think you need any more speed in crash <laughs> ice. that's not the problem
1: you could do a crash ice uphill on us on a ski mountain with this
0: oh like the oh. Uh, the motorcycle racing up hills
1: right but you could do uphill ski racing
0: exactly this I'll would actually eliminate oh you think about this you buy this no need for lift tickets
1: yeah that's right just shoot I'm, up the mountain i don't even need a ticket you just zip up like all right I'm this is my lift free. ticket right here oh i like that that's a nice, good plan right
0: yeah so the ski z
1: this has legs i think this is going to catch on i like your idea quick. of getting you do one investment of this and then you don't buy a lift ticket you just now never free again lift, free lift ticket forever
0: yep Take dude, that, that would, epic pass. This dude, is my probably, epic pass. <laughs>
1: that would pay for itself in like a season.
0: Right? What's the price on one of these? Do we do we know?
1: No, it's just said pre-order, but let's see.
0: Okay, pre-order. It
1: says check out the website. Okay. okay. So it says
0: price has not been listed yet. Easy. I guess is the only season? problem is is well, I guess it looks like it would probably fit in a uh, a check suitcase, right?
1: There you go. You got one check. You have no luggage. You wear all your clothes on you. <laughs> you get on the plane.
0: <laughs> Just tag that suitcase. It's your lift <laughs> ticket.
1: That's it. You don't have any check bags? Those, no. I have all my clothes on me.
0: <laughs> Skeezy does it. I
1: like it. Yeah, they don't have a price. I think it's got to be at like a, even if it's like under two grand, you're making that up in lift tickets.
0: It replaces your Epic Pass. Dep- definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Epic Pass, you could it replaces the Epic Pass and the uh the, the Mountain Collective and all the other ones. You just go That's to anywhere right. you want, just oh, I'm going up my skis. And there's no, on that boy. there's no line, you can go mid mountain, go back up if you want. Yeah, put, put in a backpack. I wonder how heavy it is.
0: Well, you got to fill it out on the website and stay in the loop.
1: I
2: gotta stay in the loop.
1: Yep,
0: all right, very well, cool. That problem. wraps up the old ski news. So now we are going to roll into our main topic until I know you've been a little quiet, just taking this all in, but this is where, uh, this is where you get to, to chat and, and share some, some knowledge with us. So
1: you, well, are, you probably had a few canes, you probably have a little jet lag.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: jet lag is there. That's for sure.
0: So Ooh. now you have some very unique knowledge and experience as you are currently living in Norway, which if those who don't know, it's cold and has lots of snow.
1: Do you speak Norwegian, by the way?
2: I speak a little.
1: A little, yeah. That's a. It seems like a tough language,
2: is it? It's not awful. The grammar is relatively simple. Uh, it's a combination, actually, of a little bit of English and a little bit of German. Oh, nice. And yeah, but uh, I wouldn't say it was uh, incredibly simple, especially especially at my age. You know, the <laughs> the, uh, the aptitude for retention is not there anymore. Yeah. Learning language.
1: Do a lot of people speak English there? Yeah. Oh, that's good.
2: Practically everybody. I think everybody my age or younger uh, speaks English. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's easy to get around. Of course, that makes it even more difficult to learn the language because there's really no pressure. You're
0: not to forced it. to do it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. You
1: listen to a lot of techno music now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I listen to everything.
1: A lot of EDM?
2: <laughs> I'm on title. And Spotify all the time. That's my music now. Cool. Are you
1: DJing yet? Or is that gonna come like this year?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That'll come like right DJ Till. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now coming out of <laughs> Norway, DJ Till. <Taylor. laughs> yeah.
0: So you uh so you've got some experience there. You've you've done some skiing in Norway. Mm. So um so how would you compare generally skiing in the northeast or anywhere in the u.s compared to to norway in terms of uh you know amenities terrain
1: um and you skied everywhere too so you got a good way to compare right
2: yeah um i haven't done a great deal of skiing uh all over but uh but i've done some skiing in norway that's for sure and of course i've been been in the u.s a bit um i think uh norway is a the climate of uh, skiing is probably more more consistent than you might have in at least the eastern United States. Um, you generally wow. have it's a very relatively dry. Uh, so if you if you get snow, it doesn't crust up. Uh, the temperature is usually maintained. Uh, most of the ski resorts, of course, are in the mountains, as as they are here. But it's uh, uh, more consistently cold. Let's say. So when you when talk about ours, skiing, too,
1: there's a lot of uh, cross-country, right, as well?
2: Yeah, you know, 25% of Norwegians uh, ski regularly uh, cross-country. Wow. 25%. 25%. Wow. Is that all all ages? All ages.
1: Yeah. yeah. So is that like a regular exercise thing because they got the climate? it's like They'll just go out and be like, I'm just going to go, instead of a run, they go for cross-country for a little bit?
2: Well, you know, it's like a way of life, actually. Oh, wow uh, a lot of Norwegians have second homes in the mountains uh, and uh, when they when they go to ski it's not uh, it's not skiing for the point of of exercise or 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 a thrill it's skiing to live and uh, they'll go skiing in families and and they'll bring along uh, little cooking devices like uh, maybe a pot to boil water they'll make uh, what they call sausage which we would. Which we would almost call a hot dog. And uh, they'll bring that along with some uh, lumpa. And lumpa, rather than uh, using uh, a bread, it's sort of like a taco, hmm. like oh, a taco cool. shell. They'll wrap around a hot dog. A hot dog taco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: you got yeah. me going right now. I'm thinking.
0: Those and, are Mario's two favorite things sausages and tacos. Sausages and so tacos. Oh, yeah. tacos. Oh, yeah. I've
1: been on this taco kick. I'm slowing down on taco kick, but I might do the lumpa with the taco, with a hot dog
2: oh yeah it's nice and uh, they'll just pull up uh they'll pour some t- put some snow in their in their uh, boiling pot and uh, they'll have a little sterno kind of thing uh, that they'll bring with them and uh, they may bring of course some mustard and ketchup most of we just love ketchup on their <laughs> on their yeah. hot dogs and uh, they'll pull up uh pull the branch or 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 lie down you know we, we might have some pine or fir on the ground because of course there's lots of snow and there's mm. out and yeah
1: wow so they just go out and uh and they just kind of camp out for a little bit and then they go yeah keep going
2: and they may ski for mm, ski for 10 miles take a break ski another 10 miles uh, wow. with their kids yeah it's pretty cool that is neat
0: yeah so that's that's like the nordic skiing and the cross country. Yeah, that's cross and country. And that's what that's what most people do, right?
2: Right, that's the kind most people do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but of course it's in their blood, so they're all they're all doing a lot of alpine skiing as well. And uh, I mean Norway is a a country of only about 5.3 million. So it's not wow. a, I mean it's uh, you know, less people than the population of New Jersey. And uh,
1: So the ski resorts there aren't crowded at all then, right?
2: Um they can be. They're also probably
0: smaller too than the ones yeah. that we're used to, you know, at the big ones like a park city or something where it's, you know, 250 trails, you know. Yeah,
2: there you might have, maybe the biggest has 50 to 60 trails. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is pretty good skiing. And, um, you know, one, one ski resort is in what they call the uh, the Scandinavian Alps. And uh, this one ski resort, the Scalps. Scalps. That's right, scalps. Yeah, and yeah, it's good skiing. uh, Mostly powder. uh, Mm. Nice conditions. Nice people all over the place too. So uh, it's really nice.
1: Now, are they like uh, good amenities in town? Like, are they like how the ski town's there? Because I know, like here, you get like a lot of like cowboy rustic. Is like. Kind of what everybody thinks about for ski town in the U.S., um, but like I know Europe, there's a lot of like spas and a lot of like you know wellness and and skiing. But like, is it the same same as that, or like, what's what's the vibe?
2: Yeah, I would say it's a mix. Um, when we, uh, as a family, lived in Oslo back in the mid '90s, we used to go to a, a one skier, ski resort called Norefjell. And uh, Nyrupfjell was maybe an hour and a half north of, of Oslo, and uh, there, that uh, there was a main hotel, you might say, that uh, served this particular mountain, and it was it was made, uh, it was basically a spa spa hotel. Oh, cool! So after uh, after a, after a day of skiing, and of course the days aren't long. Uh, Norway is really far north, so you don't get much sun uh, during the height of the height of the winter. Maybe the sun up there will rise at ten and set at three, so it's oh, a relatively wow, a short ski day. day. Yeah,
0: and even when it's noon, it's still not really the sun isn't up as high as it would be yeah, if you I were think, further south, right?
2: Right. This is in the south of Norway, let's say, or or the relative south. So. Um, where I live, uh, which is about an hour south of Oslo, you know, the sun never really hits more than eighteen degrees above the horizon at any time during the winter. So wow, yeah.
1: So that's that a true. short ski day. So like, what do they? They just open it like ten and close at three, or close at two, or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, basically ten to three. Um, huh. There will be lights on a lot of trails. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, the main ones, let's say, because they do want to extend. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's a pretty short day, so then it then it makes a lot of sense to get to the spa and get into the pools and the sun yeah. and steam rooms and massage and all that stuff.
1: I like that; it gives you a lot of time to like relax and operate and
0: have. I that. guess in a way, it's, yeah. it's kind of nice too because that's that's probably what December into January. Yeah. So it kind of you get if you're getting your season started, then you can kind of ease into it. So by the time like <coughs> February and March hits, you'll have the longer days at that point, right? right. So would you say that if if you were to go on a ski trip to Norway to look into go more more marchish if yeah. you wanted to maximize your your days?
2: Yeah, I think March would be ideal. Uh, because then you start getting into spring skiing, you know, and uh, it's been snowing all the time, uh, you have a really good base. So you're almost uh, you're almost guaranteed at the majority of the ski resorts is going to be good snow and and really good conditions and and more light. Okay.
0: And you said that now so the one that you guys would ski at was Nord, Nordfjell. yeah Nordfjell.
2: okay, and now near, um, near Oslo you said yeah, that's pretty close, about an hour and a half okay. north of Oslo
0: now where does that um where does that rank then in the uh like the top resorts of Norway
2: yeah, I would put it somewhere in the lower middle lower middle yeah okay lower middle it's not a
0: so like a hunt not even like a hunter
2: right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, I put it like that. Okay, yeah, I think that would be comparable. um there aren't as many trails, but the trails are nice and long uh there aren't as many lifts uh, but it's um, close but it's close, yeah, and uh, there's actually a fairly decent um ski slope or mountain you might call it just in Oslo itself uh that tends to rank highly because it's so accessible. Mm. Uh, you know Oslo's a city of maybe five hundred and fifty thousand, which is uh, which is, you know, by far the biggest city in Norway, um, and of course the population around that area is 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 the most dense in Norway. So we can attract a lot of people. So that's kind of a nice resort. If you live in Oslo, you just uh, you can get on what's called a trik, uh which is uh, let's say a light light rail, and uh, head up the mountain, and uh, you can be skiing within a half hour from almost any place in Oslo.
0: Oh, well. wow. So, for comparison purposes, Boston's population is a little under 700,000. So, it's a little bit less populous than a Boston. Right. So,
1: it's still a pretty big city, though. Yeah. Still a good amount. Definitely a good sized city. But that's amazing that you can get there from like a light rail, a mass transit. So, you don't even have to have a car. You just go take the train up and your skiing, right?
2: Yep. And the trains are all equipped with uh, places to put your skis. Um. Uh, even those, commu- these are commuter type trains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. This particular ski location is where the, uh, on the Holman Cullen in the Holman Cullen area, and uh, that's sort of where the big ski jump is.
1: Oh, they love their jumping, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. Then do, um. Do they like jumping more than skiing? <laughs> <laughs> you almost wonder, right? It's almost like really...
0: cross-country, jumping, and then alpine skiing.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, they're not, of course, it, into jumping as much as the Finns, but uh, but they have a lot of jumpers. They're, they're ski nuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're always top in like, cross-country. That's their big thing, right? right? That and biathlon.
2: Yep. They, they're huge in cross-country. It is a way of life. I mean, there are, there are kids in, in grade school ski during the winter once a week uh, they go out and do cross-country skiing it's a part of the curriculum you might say that's so awesome yeah that's
1: very cool yeah so That thing sounds interesting for the cultural part of it too you know like if you were to go on a trip out there to ski like you get to take in the culture as well which is always neat
0: oh yeah well it's like the last the last warren miller movie last year line of descent where they they had the segment that was in norway and the lady who was hosting all those other skiers from the u.s and canada she was talking about like she's like oh yeah she's like most people i know ski like i have one friend who doesn't we all think she's weird
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah right yeah so now
1: we're you go in norway um uh you're breaking up what did you say oh where did they go in Nor- norway
0: they were up in they. They went later in the season, I think, in like April, and they were up in the uh, the far northwest, right on the fjords.
1: So, where else have you skied uh, in Norway? Till I, I know you guys did. Did you do Lillehammer as well?
2: I've actually been. Um, no, I never skied at Lillehammer because Lillehammer is is a town. Lillehammer itself doesn't really doesn't really have a slope, but outside of Lillehammer, there's a. There's a ski resort there called Hafjell. Hafjell was one of the one of the mountains that was used for the the 1994 uh, Winter Olympics.
1: I've heard of that name, Hafjell. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I've skied there. That's a pretty nice place. Yeah, Uh, it's not a really big resort, but but has some challenging uh, challenging slopes. So
0: during the, for the war on the river, they were in the Lingen Alps, Mm
2: -hmm. which is
0: like way up there.
2: Oh, that's way up there. That's
0: way, way way up
2: there. That's where the strange people go to ski, right?
0: (laughs) I mean, that's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't even know how to even describe it. It's pretty much the top of Scandinavia.
2: Yeah. Then you probably have. North of Sweden. Probably have mostly heli skiing up there, I I would guess.
0: They were doing a lot of, they were hiking up. Ah, yeah, hiking right. and skiing down. Yeah, yeah.
2: have, uh, it's not, not enough of a population really to support uh, many, many lifts.
0: Oh, I bet, yeah. yeah. But yeah, saying 6,000 feet elevation, so oh, yeah. some decent decent elevation up there, right on the water, on the fjords.
2: So.
1: As I say it's got to be pretty wild because you've got water all around, right?
2: Well, you know what makes it kind of neat? Uh, I've seen a lot of movies of that place. You're skiing on a slope overlooking a fjord. That's uh, pretty wild, and of course the fjords don't, you know, don't freeze uh, because they're they're brackish or uh, partly salt water. So, so it's like, uh, yeah, uh, skiing with a view of, of, water, which is really unique.
0: Huh. Yeah, we're wow. just kind of watching part of the, uh, that part of the uh, the movie at this point. I mean, those views are ridiculous. It's like, like Lake Tahoe times ten, pretty yeah, much. That's like on the you're... very
1: edge of Norway too
0: it's way up there yeah
2: yeah it's really beautiful.
0: it looks unbelievable yeah yeah i think they're doing a lot of touring there than skiing down so i don't even know if they if they did a heli or it was all just touring to get up there but yeah it's uh i mean it looks tough the weather there but when they get these clear days it just looks unbelievable
2: oh yeah it's unreal. beautiful rugged like country
0: so then so I was looking for this link, so I, I missed. So, is Hemsadal where they had the Olympics then?
2: No, Hemsadal is. Mm, they may have had some there. Hafjell mm-hmm. uh, was the main. Hafjell, okay. Yeah, Hafjell was the main main slope. Um, Trisal is is a nice another nice area. I think that's actually the largest uh, ski resort. I think they have sixty trails there, if I'm not mistaken. Oh and, wow! Look at that. That's at right the- on. Visit, right on the Swedish border.
0: Visit norway.com site has, has photos of it, and it looks yeah, pretty pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. That's a neat place.
1: So logistically to visit, if you want to try to go to one of these, like like most flights, would you have to fly through Oslo?
2: or Yeah. Yeah, because they rarely aren't... Um, uh, there really aren't many large airports. Let's say in the center of Norway, which mm-hmm. uh, most of the resorts are. That's really where you start hitting the mountains is in okay. the middle of Norway.
1: So, so you fly, in and you'd have to drive like a few hours.
2: Yeah, I think in order to hit Hemsedal, Jyllo is another one. Tr- Trissel is another one uh, that I just mentioned. You're you're talking maybe two, two to three hours, which oh, is okay. not which is not that bad. Yeah,
1: I think every trip that I've taken to the Alps has been—you fly into Geneva or Zurich, and it's still two, two and a half hour bus ride or
2: car right. ride. Yeah, about the same. Of course, the roads in Norway are are uh, not as not as elaborate as as those you would find in Switzerland. So it's usually two lanes almost the whole way. Oh wow! So it might take a little bit of time depending.
1: And how's the driving? If Somebody would fly in and rent a car and just mm-hmm. jump in a car. Like, is it a lot different or is it pretty,
2: pretty tame? Yeah, it's tame. Okay. Uh, very civil. Uh, as long as you can drive stick shift. You don't have to, you can rent automatics now. Oh. <laughs> ah <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: everywhere's getting soft.
1: Yeah, that's right. All getting soft, all push button. Yeah. We'll, all, yeah. we'll all be driving self-driving cars before long, yeah. right?
2: Actually, yeah, that's right. But you know what happens in Norway? You know, one of the most popular c- cars in Norway is uh, is a Tesla. And, really? Yeah, because they're very green. Well, you know, you know, Norway's got really high import duties on on cars, uh, but uh, no import duty and no what they call value added tax VAT tax mm-hmm. on on te- on electric. Uh, Electric vehicles. Oh, wow. So, so it's
0: funny since they have so much oil, you'd think they'd be sort of pro internal combustion.
2: Yeah, they're more pro tax, I would say. Yeah. They're, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're a social democracy and they, so like they just use,
1: export the oil and they just live green.
2: They live green. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really what they cool. Do. They live green. There's really high taxes on beer, high taxes on alcohol. Oof. What? Uh, yeah that's
1: that's ridiculous can you make (laughs) your own at home
0: (laughs) and uh (laughs) cannabis is super verboten right super verboten super really
1: it's like the
0: reefer madness era yeah
2: oh yeah yeah they still believe that most people that you know and that i know in norway have never uh never tried not even once well
0: Well, they they were the jeff Sessions' school of uh marijuana Good yeah. People don't smoke marijuana
2: yeah <laughs> right that's what they think
0: there
1: well, I wonder if it's one of the things too like if they were to integrate medical marijuana even into that culture it would kind of would it screw up the whole socialized health healthcare too right
2: well, you know they would uh, I would doubt that anytime soon they'll integrate uh, medical marijuana because it has such a smack of uh, many Norwegians really believe and i don 't know if it's brainwashing or or what you want to call it, that if you smoke marijuana, uh, the next trip is definitely cocaine or the next step, let's say, is cocaine or heroin. So uh, they, as it was with Reefer bandits, you know, they uh, they really believe that's, you know, that's uh, the that's, gateway drug.
1: Yeah, that's, How do uh, you feel about the mushrooms? They grow naturally. <laughs> so does
2: marijuana. It's
0: just a plant. It's yeah. just a flower of a plant, but they also too like to bury fish in the ground for six months and then eat it, right? Oh, uh, the rusk
1: fish. <laughs> I, saw that, I saw somebody make that on a uh, Scandinavian cooking show, the Scandinavian, they had it on Food Channel. They used to love watching it. Oh, Create or whatever had it. Um, and they, he showed how they make rusk fish and I was like, oh my God, it seems nasty. <laughs> and he was eating and he was like, oh, it's nasty, but it's like a, a heritage thing. I was like, why would you still eat it?
0: But that's the perfect the perfect way to describe their feelings on marijuana too. You know, well, this is traditional. We don't do it. It's bad. So why would we change it or stop it or evolve our, our point of view? Yeah. Same with the fish buried in the ground, Well, which is what we do.
1: It's, it's like just- fish kimchi. It's the same idea, right? Same process. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, right. Norwegians are so traditional. They're, you know, it's a relatively homogeneous population. Uh, you don't have... Uh, much immigration, although it's coming now a little bit, uh, they do have an open, open heart, you might say. Uh, mm. They, you know, they allow, they try to, as a social democracy, they try to uh, let other people enjoy their country. But uh, the traditions are so strong. Every year, uh, for instance, they they celebrate their Christmas on Christmas Eve, and many people will have the same exact same exact meal every year. On, really? On Christmas Eve, yeah. And usually it's a choice of three different things. They have something they call piñachet, which is essentially a dry cured lamb. Then they'll have something they call riba, which you might say is very close to being a pork belly and the ribs associated with the pork belly, which is actually quite quite good. And then the other thing that they'll have a lot of is is uh, lutefisk. <laughs> and uh, that one I could live without. I just had lutefisk the other day, by the way, when I was home. So what Norway. is that? It's a lye or a caustic. It's a lye treated codfish. And, oh, okay. And all of these, all of these things that they have. It's not
1: delicious. like a bacalao, like a salt cod, right? It's a little different.
2: Yeah, not at all. Not at all like a bacala. Okay. It's almost uh, naturally they use all these techniques. Even the pina shot and and the riba, they in which they dry. Uh, which is basically dry, and they rehydrate them to cook them. Mm-hmm. The lutefisk is a little bit opposite. They treat it with caustic soda or lute or lye, mm-hmm. and uh, it turns it almost into a gelatinous. Uh, mess. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. really selling us the here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not so sold on it myself.
1: I'll show sure you. Look at it I'm like, why would you do this to the fish? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to preserve it. You know.
1: just to preserve, well, I guess. Yeah a lot of their preserve preservation techniques go back like centuries, right? Like that's dry salt, dried cod and you know, all that stuff and curing and all that has been around for when you didn't have refrigeration.
2: So absolutely go back centuries. I remember once I was uh, traveling in Sweden and uh, we had a plant there. Our company had a plant there in uh, the middle of Sweden, let's say. And, and um, while we were there, we visited this, um, this estate and it was a state of some count, uh, some royalty uh, associated fellow, or at least a wealthy aristocrat, you might say.
1: Count is a pretty good title. Would you rather be a count or a Duke? I think I'd rather be a count. I
2: would rather be a count
1: as well. Yeah. That sounds yeah. more baller, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and we were, we were touring this estate and we went upstairs into the, I don't know what you would call it, the parlor or living room or they had a pool table. They are an old billiard table. And, on this billiard table was a glass display, and in that glass display, there was a letter. Uh, this goes back several hundred years. Uh, there was a letter, well, a couple hundred years anyway, letter written by George Washington.
1: Oh, wow. wow. To, to the
2: owner of this estate. And the main gist of this letter, which you could read in English, uh, was how to preserve meat. And
1: nice. That was
2: really what what george washington was talking to this fellow about was you know the techniques that he would use to preserve meat so preservation of food back you know before refrigerators was quite a was quite a subject you might that's
1: say that's pretty cool and they shared it's like sharing recipes like look this is how to how to keep your people healthy and, and properly store yeah. meat i guess yeah yeah. Did they show the letter from Washington saying, "Please do not send mudfish anymore."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't like it. Stop yeah, sending it. Yeah, that's this not is, worth it.
0: This is not helping foreign relations at all. <laughs> please stop thank, sending this.
1: Thank you. We appreciate the the generosity, but please don't send it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And the Rustfish. Don't send that either. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow.
0: So then. We, we, so we're looking at the map here. So if you're, if you're flying into Oslo, you've, you're pretty much going northwest right. into the, the mountains where where the I guess the, the biggest of the resorts are. Right, exactly. right? right. And then, so if you, if, you know, if listeners were interested in checking out Norway for skiing and they were going, would you say Hemsedal is the, the spot they should check out?
2: Yeah, I think Hemsadal, in my opinion, from also discussions with a lot of people. I think that's probably the best. Uh, I think it has the best uh, the skiing. Awesome. Uh, Hemp's all, I think, rates up there. Uh,
1: now, money-wise, are they on the euro?
2: No, uh, the Norwegian kroner.
1: They're on the crown. kroner.
2: Yeah, Norwegian oh. crown, you might say in English. Yeah.
1: And what's the rate on that in approximate?
2: Yeah, right now it's about 8.8 8 kroner to the dollar. So actually, we get a benefit. Yeah. Norway right now is a, uh, well, it's a relative bargain. I mean, it's going to be expensive there anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's cool. Because Trump is making America so much greater. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Well, that's like Canada. Like you go to Canada and it's like everything's so much cheaper. But like years ago, like what was it? 10 years ago, they were, their currency was kicking our ass. So it's like, yeah, that's right. It's tough, you know?
0: Well, wow, so it's like yeah, over the last five years or so. Yeah. Yeah, the, the dollar's gotten a lot stronger. Yeah. In Norway.
2: I think chronic. a lot of a lot of yeah, you know, because Norway particularly is a petroleum state. Mm. Um oh, oh, and probably no. it's relative to the price of oil has a big effect on
0: and oil's gotten strength. pounded lately. Yeah. Especially the last well, everything's gotten pounded the last week, but yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. That's yeah what yeah, Canada too. I think they swelled because of oil. And then it's a
0: buck thirty-six to the Canadian dollar right now. U.S. to uh, to yeah. Canadian. Wow! So you can almost it's like dude. almost it's almost like being free going to Canada.
1: Rebel, Stoke yeah. and Kicking yeah. Horse. We're losing money not going there, dude. This
0: is true. I think you're actually completely accurate in saying this. That. Podcast We're losing is losing,
1: losing us. We're losing about like I don't know some money. We're losing money. <laughs>
0: That's, a, that's that's a great point. Actually, both of these places, hemsedal and uh, end up in Canada. We're losing money by not going there right now. <laughs> so now, um, would, is there anything like that you could compare hemsedal to in the U.S. like uh, based on terrain, size, uh, amenities?
2: Yeah, maybe it would uh, maybe approximate uh, like a Mount Snow, I guess. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit smaller smaller than Mount Snow. Yeah, a little bit smaller, but uh but the skiing there I think it's better.
1: How, How the mountains there are they are they very steep is it like a lot of trees? Wooded or
2: They're really heavily spruce trees. Okay. So so you get a lot of green mm-hmm. all the time. Uh and of course the snow conditions usually particularly at Hemsteadall uh which is pretty pretty good elevation it's it's pow. Nice. But it's not, a, it's not a fluffy powder. It's a, it's a little more... A little bit denser? Yeah, a little bit denser. Okay. But it's powdery. And, of course, everything. They tend and groom uh, all the then, time.
1: Do most people stay on the groom trails and they don't go off trail? No,
2: nah, I, think, I think off-piece is pretty popular. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're off quite a bit. Okay.
1: Yeah, they're probably used to that being on cross-country. They're going anywhere anyway, right?
2: Right, exactly. So
1: yeah. they're probably exploring. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's.
0: I'm looking at the official Hemstedall site right now, and it's. So they have 20 lifts and 51 trails. That's a crazy ratio. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, like two more, and a half yeah. two and a half trails per lift.
2: Yeah. Uh, the lifts, you know, it, it could be
1: generally... deceiving too. Like the trails could be really long. Are they? Is it... and, the,
2: and the lifts are pretty small. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't okay. have uh, six person lifts. You're you know, dealing with two usually.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're just checking out the the, the uh, trail map right here. Ah, oh, here's a big one. This is like a six-person one, it looks like, right there.
2: Yeah, you'll have that occasionally. Mm-hmm. The,
1: the what well, they're few. saying, um, 34 inches of base right now.
0: Inch or centimeters? Uh,
1: well, I'm looking at, they're saying in inches, I believe. Oh, okay. I'm seeing sixteen degrees Fahrenheit right now. Oh, nice! Those, like yeah.
2: Sixteen or twenty lifts are open.
1: Wow! And they've been getting two inches, two inches for the last seventy-two hours, forty-eight hours, twenty-four hours. They've been getting like a little bit of snow here and there, which is nice.
0: And you can take a train from Oslo to Hemsdal. Looks like yeah, you can. Oh, that's pretty nifty. That's cool. Yeah, it's like one of those crazy trains, like the the Gornigrat one in Zermatt, like can oh, through yeah. the snow and.
1: The cog train.
0: Yeah, the cog train.
1: So when we go, uh, so when we go there to stop losing money on skiing, are you going to go ski with us?
2: Of course. All
1: <laughs> right, I'm going to have to let you know.
2: Oh yeah, I'm in.
1: We're flying until.
2: <laughs> okay. I can even drive up there. <laughs> oh, there you go.
0: Perfect. They got the ski bus. They got taxis.
1: Very. Oh, Hempstead out webcam. I got to look at this.
0: See. Well it's gonna be dark right now.
1: That's all right. Let's see what they have there.
0: There's a ferry too. I don't know what that oh, is. I'll take the ferry to Norway. Oh, with the car. So all right, so if you're coming from Europe, I guess. Yeah, right, exactly. From yeah. um uh, Yurt. From Germany or something.
1: Yeah, Got to Yurt, bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> it's
1: gonna happen. Very Yacht to sleigh ride to Yurt. How about that? To
0: sleigh. <laughs>
1: take a horse, horse, horse driven sleigh up there.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So it looks like, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool because, you know, we've belonged to ski clubs in the past and, you know, everyone's always going to Switzerland and Austria and Italy, France, you know, obviously the big, uh, you know, Alpers, Alp resorts. And I think Mario, didn't you bring it up to the club? Like how come you guys never tried going to, to Norway or anything?
1: Yeah. The and, comment. Yeah. So the comment I got was it, it's people would want to go there, but they were like, it's the terrain and the size wasn't, as big as they're used to, they, they said it's on the list to possibly do, but they also go by like the tour guide, like the but tour those group.
0: dummies too. also half of them spend the time in, off the, uh, don't even spend it skiing or drinking the yeah. whole time anyway.
1: Exactly. I'm sure the towns are really cool. Um, I don't know. I think, I think they should do it just for the sake of saying we ski the Scandinavian Alps, you know?
0: Yeah. I think oh, yeah. it's, I think it's just, it looks like a, like a very, you know, very unique experience going there. And, hey, you know,
1: I don't need the ski club to go. I, I might just go.
0: Yeah, I think we may have to set up our own little, our own little private trip and see if we can wrangle up a few other, few other folks to join us. But this looks like a, like a great spot. Especially like, looking make in, like the happen. Marchish yeah. time frame. That would be a, yeah. would be you, a lot of fun.
1: You can make it happen this year. I got to do it well. It's already
0: December, so I don't think this year it's going to happen.
1: Oh no! It's twenty
0: nineteen which starts next week. Oh yeah. For 2019. <laughs> just, just semantics there, my man.
1: I'm already in 2019. I'm 2018. You're, in, you're in the future. I'm in the future. I'm living in the future, man. You're living in the past.
0: You had some of that, uh, <laughs> that, that same weed that I had that in the future.
1: It's future weed, man. It's future.
0: I'm thinking of the future, bro. Golden lemon. Yeah. Golden lemon. So is there uh, so I guess yeah like visitnorway.com has a great list of of these different resorts and and we'll post it in the show notes to give you guys any uh, any links or or more information but till thanks so much for for dropping the insights on us and you know hopefully we can we can all get out there and and ski over in, in Hemsedal. How's it tri- Trisel? The how would you say uh, that one? Trisel. Trisel?
2: Yeah, Trisel. No. So, and and would I be, would like to say welcome in Norway Welcome to Norway. There you go. Right.
1: That'd be we'll have, music to my ears.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, we'll have all the links posted in the show notes if you want to check it out. dot podcast.com. Under the ropes.
1: <laughs> That's our first story <laughs> of On this one. Oh yeah, you're looking at the, the Did crash. That? Did you watch that? Wow. Yeah, dude, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm still amazed that the guy <laughs> survived. Like, and he was fine. He was fine. I'm like, holy shit, dude.
0: He just goes <laughs> like, I don't Ooh. understand how that happened.
1: It looked like a fake video at first, right? and Like, and He's then I saw the people se- in the crowd, and they're like, "What?" Like, it looked fake, and, I, and then I started searching the internet. I'm like, "Holy shit, that was real!" He must have hit another wheel or something and just launched. He was projectile.
2: Going so fast! <laughs> Holy smokes! Definitely Ooh. should have broken that
0: corner there,
1: dude. That was like a rocket. It
0: looks like they're doing construction, like they're building a building there or something.
1: Yeah, dude. If that building was built, oh. it would have gone right through the the glass of that building or something. I don't. I don't know.
0: I can't stop watching this thing.
1: <laughs> I guess the fence stopped him, right?
0: Like it looks like he's going up, like he's going higher, like he's defying yeah. gravity,
1: dude. It's so it just looks so fake because it looks like they just took. Some somebody going really fast and just put it at a different angle, like going into there.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll just we'll just keep rolling with this and make this make it the, the that's
1: crazy. So
0: now this is this is what the now what is Formula Three? Like we all know Formula One is like the, the upper know. echelon of open wheel racing. Is it like the minor leagues, like almost like the uh, like guess, double A ball of yeah, racing?
1: Like, you know, they have NASCAR and then they have Bush Grand National. It's like the lower division. I guess it's put this the same angle.
0: Look at this frigging angle right here. Like you just, all of a sudden, like, I don't know what's going on in this corner, and then just... This car looks like it was shot out of a cannon into this cannon. corner.
2: Holy smokes. It, it doesn't like even it
0: make sense. That's crazy. It doesn't even make sense how this happens.
1: Okay, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Formula three, F3. Open wheel Formula various championships in Europe. Okay, so it's so many prospective Formula 1 drivers race there to try to get up to formula one.
0: And so it's kind of like a minor league.
1: Right. And that's kind of like when NASCAR Bush Grand national was to NASCAR. It was uh, when it was Winston cup, they're all renamed now, but it was, it's kind of the lower level of, and some pro drivers, I'm sure drive there. And then they, they go back up.
0: All right. So now we just looked up who the driver was. I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to be that guy. Turns out it was a female driver. I don't want to make say, I don't want to make the obvious joke here. She
1: was say, was, it, was an Asian female driver.
0: <laughs> it says formula she was a teenage female driver.
1: God. Oh yeah. Sophia so one of the comments Bush. said like why is she seventeen and, and why do you let a 17-year-old in a car like that? Like is she like 17 or something?
0: Yeah, she's seventeen. I mean obviously yeah. she was an amazing driver to get to that point, but you know, she might have gotten a Snapchat notification or something, had to check it out.
1: She's fucking tweeting. Call from she's a
0: boyfriend.
1: <laughs> she's posting on her, she's taking a selfie and just she's,
0: she's, she's, she's making like duck lips and all of a sudden just goes like flying through the wall.
1: Look at me. Hashtag living large. Hashtag, live in
0: hashtag blessed.
1: Oh, holy shit. Was
0: awesome. so i mean you we're gonna post to a link to the video you have to see it doesn't even look real it looks like someone like laid they show the formula three race and then they put another video on top of that of this car just almost having a upward trajectory into this wall or safety barrier or something
1: it looks so fake because you don't believe that the car can do that like it's it's like going up like a rocket it's crazy yeah
0: She's so it was 170 mile an hour. She crashed at, and she fractured her (laughs) spine. But she's pretty much okay. I mean, she went underwent a 17 hour surgery (laughs) to repair two broken bones in her spinal column.
1: Pretty much okay, but fractured your spine. That's still pretty fucked (laughs) up.
0: But crashing at 170 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, damn. Hashtag living the fast
0: life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Obamacare. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Hashtag traction.
0: Ha, yeah. Oof.
1: Yeah. What's a 17-year-old driving a deadly car race for deadly race car for?
0: Because well, she's a winner, unlike you, commenter, who's just right. sitting in your parents' basement commenting on videos because you've accomplished oh, yeah. nothing in your life. I'm calling I'm you out, sure. person.
1: John at Lightworker forty five.
0: Yeah, John at Lightworker forty five.
1: You lick my nuts, John. You
0: loser. <laughs> You're getting laid off next year, Bub.
1: <laughs> Probably sitting there and just all fat just playing as Warcraft.
0: Yeah. This video, I, I can't stop watching this video. Like it's just I've never seen anything like this. It's like a video game.
1: <laughs> it's like, wee, look at me, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like how did that even happen? Wee. <laughs> like how did that happen?
1: <laughs> I can imagine the meme out of that is wee, look at me.
0: Yeah. I'm so lying. Weird. I believe I can fly.
1: I love the other the music.
0: I love the second angle in the video, like halfway through where it shows the corner and you're just watching. And you see like car's making the turn, like really slow Then all, all of a sudden like, whoa, it's like, what the, the, juice the hell is doing?
1: <laughs> Holy crap. Everybody's going a safe, spe- safe speed around there. It's just, <laughs> Holy crap, you did not judge that corner the right way.
0: I mean, the only way that could have happened is if somehow there was a crash in front of her. and well, it looks she just like she hit that to, out of the car. But the car must have been turned around, so it, like, ramped off of that Holy car. Holy
1: crap. <laughs> From every angle.
0: Every angle was more ridiculous.
1: So how does she launch up like that? Does she hit another wheel?
0: She must have, I mean, the car in front of her must have been turned around and created a ramp. Yeah, that's the only possible way. Well,
1: if you hit, and another then maybe wheel, her like wheel. maybe
0: her high heel got stuck and like hit the gas pedal. Like something else had to happen too. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess if you hit another wheel, the wheel is going. Yeah, the wheel's going to launch you, so you could launch off another wheel.
0: That, that last angle, just <laughs> we are <playing>. Oh, freaking <laughs> bananas! It's yeah, awesome. this it, it has to be viewed. It ha you have to see this, otherwise you'll just never appreciate how ridiculous it is. But we're ha- I, it's um it's great that she's okay.
1: Coming to Disney. <laughs>
0: I mean, a one hundred and seventy mile an hour crash, and she's
2: okay.
1: That's the new ride at Disney.
2: <laughs> she nearly knocked down a building. Yeah. Right. Man. Yeah.
1: But think about like so. I don't think they put, they put up the wall, that little um, red and white barrier wall. I think the other fence that she hit was the construction wall because they were doing construction without that. She's, I think she's going into that building. And
0: then that's pretty much just a scene from the Fast and the Furious then.
1: Because if you, yeah. But if you look at that, that fence, that looks like the fencing from the construction because even the logo on it is like Tom's
0: damn. wall development. Yeah.
1: So if the building was built, that wouldn't have been there. She's going into that. She's going through the lobby. Of that <laughs> building. <laughs> well, oh, considering
0: it's Macau, I'm sure it's through the casino, yeah. right across the Pi Gal poker table.
1: Oh, this is great! I got a view of this turn and boom.
0: not that sucked, you like, it was like because you know Macau is, I think, the biggest gambling or the most most money spent gambling of anywhere in the world, right? And count. Like,
1: Imagine,
0: imagine some measure. guys like just like all in on the blackjack table <laughs> and the dealer's about to turn over that card and it's going to be a blackjack and then this card just comes flying through and knocks the whole table over.
1: Boom. Life decided it for you.
0: And then the casino is like, oh, well, sorry. The, the card wasn't actually on the table, so it doesn't count. So sorry. So sorry. You lose. You lose. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Wow. But Sophia, we're glad you're okay. I'll bet back she's out okay. there. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's unbelievable when you watch the footage that, that she is fine.
1: It's- I gotta say, at 17 to be in, in that F3 race, she's gotta be pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, John Lightworker 45, what were you doing at 17? You said well, nothing. Think,
1: well, think about how much money it costs to maintain any car race, right? And I think they say F1 is like at least like minimum a million dollars or something like that, so you're in the millions sponsoring that so even f3 i mean they're the same car so i'm i imagine like you got to get a sponsor that's willing to back you so she's got to be pretty good
0: yeah crazy stuff so all right mario this next one's you
1: (laughs) all right we covered a story last year that talked about uh this company changing um the the bars that they make the chocolate bars that they make now the latest thing is far-right German leader rails against Toblerone for halal certification. <laughs> so last year, remember they said they were going to go every other wedge. They were going to cut out some of the wedges and people lost their shit.
0: Yeah, have you seen the new Toblerone? Like the layout is different. Like they took was like a certain percentage of the chocolate out of the Toblerone bar. Remember <laughs> it had like the spikes all the time. Yeah. It's almost like it's like a spike and like a space and then a spike and then a space now.
2: It's <laughs> so weird.
0: You're losing chocolate.
2: Yeah. In order to, Which, to become certified?
0: No, no, no. That's a whole different thing. Oh, this is, oh. this that was is the, the halal thing is just the next, the next people, blunder. Yeah. in Toblerone's existence.
1: But people lost their shit about it. Like they were, they were really like, I'm not gonna buy. Like they were outraged. And now, uh, white right wing alternative for Germany party, um, George Mutin
2: uh, Jorg.
1: Jorg Jorg. Um, so he's a German politician and. <laughs> he unleashed a wave, unleashed a wave of fear against Toblerone, the Swiss chocolate bar, um, because they went, I, I don't know if they went for it or they just, they put it on their, their chocolate bars now. Um, and they're, they're classified as halal, which is, you know, the Muslim certification for, I guess, the eating certification kind of like kosher or whatever. Um, and he's like, Islam, he said, <laughs> Islamization does not take place neither in Germany nor in Europe. Um, And he says, it is therefore certainly pure coincidence that depicted known chocolate variety is now certified as halal. So he's, he's going after them saying he's calling for a boycott of Toblerone. And And
0: it's it's on my mandalas,
1: right? I think they, they're on by... Formerly Monde. yeah, they're, yeah, Mondelez. Yeah. I think they, Nabisco or Kraft sold them off again or something. I don't even know.
0: Yeah, owned by American company Mondelez International.
1: Oh, yeah, and they have Cadbury, Gdive, and Nestle.
0: And they said the uh, Toblerone factory in Bern is the only factory in the world that makes the candy. And it is halal certified.
1: So he's calling for a boycott now just because they put on certified as halal
2: so what All do you have to packaging. do to be halal like what is that yeah you sort of have to meet some requirements of um, um such restrictions
1: uh yeah. pork-based gel- gelatin can't be in there right. um was you know, there ever
0: they- pork-based gelatin in a candy bar <laughs> you never know you never know Never know. It made it so Just good that- yeah, now, it would be funny if it Take sucked. Bacon. It'd be funny now if Toblerone sucked because they got this. Yeah, right. yeah, right. And everyone's like, "No, it's the, the the far right German dude. He's he's the one. He he was able to generate all this buzz and get people to stop eating Toblerone. But no, what if it actually just sucks now because of it? Yeah, right. We're never going to know the difference. We never know who's to be responsible. Is it the chocolate bar sucking or the uh, the right wing German dude?
1: That's true. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing as, as the, the for the, for the certification of kosher. I mean, it's the same kind of thing.
0: I actually read a book and it talked about, um, it was called skin in the game and the author talked about kosher certification. And he said that it's not even really that it's not even that it's that big of a percentage of people are kosher. It's just what it takes to get the requirement is so minimal it it doesn't even make a difference because it's better to almost just to have it so it's inclusive versus just you know making your recipe that it's not that so most drinks now like sodas and beverages are almost all kosher even if they don't really care if it's a target market or not yeah this is probably like the same kind of move
1: i thought for kosher they actually had to get a rabbi to come in and do a blessing or something or or they do Right.
2: Yeah, they do. It has to be inspected. There are special rabbis just... who, who specialize. Let's say in this, they mm. travel from place to place. Our our chemical manufacturing operations are are mostly halal and kosher certified. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Now for halal, do you have to have somebody come in and inspect too? Is it like a, a religious person, a, a religious figure, or
2: for halal? Yeah, I think they have yeah. their, um, uh, amams or. Oh,
1: imam, nuns, whatever. Imam, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it makes sense. So you have to pay for the, you know, yep. the clergy to come in and, and give it that certification, but... Yeah, you have to pay. That's right. Yeah.
0: I wonder how many uh, is Muslims are like, man, I wish I could get a Toblerone. If only <laughs> now, like, they were halal certified. Now, like, and now they're yeah, like, they, oh my God, my Allah has answered my prayers. <laughs> I can finally eat Toblerone.
1: Are they dancing in the streets, saying, yeah, I can eat Toblerone now. It's good.
0: Like, I'm now a little bit happier when I pray six times a day because I have a little Toblerone in my belly.
1: Because ISIS is eating Toblerone now. <laughs> <laughs> is it a way to infiltrate ISIS? That would be cool. Like where are the Toblerones going? We have a little tracking device in every Toblerone That's that true. goes near an ISIS uh, camp, encampment. It's a way to get in. You could put a little bug in the Toblerones now. That's right. You think an ISIS like headquarters is, this is around
0: a CIA operation. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, we can use the Toberones now. <laughs> Let's hit the streets.
0: All right, and one more international news story we found kind of interesting. There's a crazy lottery going on right now in Spain, and it's gonna be a $2.7 billion Christmas lottery draw.
1: Damn, that's three euros, right?
0: Uh two point seven. Well, the equivalent of two point seven billion US dollars. It's two point four oh, okay. billion Euros. Um, yeah, it's called El Gordo or the fat one.
1: El Gordo. El
0: Gordo. And it looks like it's it looks like it's uh happened today. We're recording this on Saturday.
1: Man, I wonder if I that'd be great to be able to like play that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's being held on the twenty second. It's ranked in the uh, as the world's biggest in terms of total prize money.
1: Well, they do their lottery different. They're saying they buy lottery tickets months in advance for 20 euros each.
0: It seems like it's almost more of like a, uh, like a raffle.
1: Yeah. Like this is zero- like a
0: ticket number 03347. Yeah. Wow. That's big. So it seems like it's like a guaranteed winner. So you buy, the, probably the more tickets you buy, the bigger the jackpot gets and someone is going to win.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It says there are tiny balls corresponding to the top prize roll down shoots from two huge round cages and were called out by a pair of young girls three hours into the gala. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, well, I guess if it's, it wouldn't be a raffle if it had the the different balls then, but.
1: Yeah. So it's still, uh, like a lottery drill, but it's like a once a year thing, right? It's a Christmas.
0: The winter holiday tradition. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Christmas lottery. That's pretty cool.
0: That's actually pretty awesome. Even better for the person who wins it.
1: Oh, they said Spain established it uh, for charity in 1763. Wow.
0: During the reign of King Carlos III. That is pretty cool. Pretty neat, man. So hopefully, hey, if you were the holder of 03347 and you're a fan of the podcast and you want us to come hang out with you and ski, we are more than happy to do that.
1: We can be El Gordo. We can eat a lot and be Gordo. We'll come to like Spain.
0: To we'll go to Andorra, we'll go to France. Like, we'd be happy to ski in any of those areas. Yeah. Let's I just, Podcast at gmail.com.
1: We just visit and hang out. Maybe run with some bulls. That'd be great. Do stuff. Yeah. Big gaucho, run around, ride on a horse.
0: That would be fun.
1: suppose they have really good uh, steaks out there. So you'd be happy. What's,
0: what's the big thing that, that you would get from Spain? Was it the uh, the ham, the yeah. prosciutto? Oh, the jamon. Cool.
2: Uh, the hamon, you know, the amoni ibérico, Iberian ham. Yes, which is like a
1: prosciutto, almost, right? It's the leg.
2: Yeah, you might say it, but it's more—it's a drier, uh, drier version. Mm. And, uh, the best, uh, the best hamon ibérico—the uh, the hogs are are fed acorns. Oh, almost. nice! Exclusively acorns at a certain point of their uh, their growth. So the meat is. Uh, it literally melts in your mouth. Wow. I mean, it's really incredible.
1: You think That's the hogs cool. ever get tired of eating acorns and like, I can't stand another fucking acorn. <laughs> if, that, yeah. if this farmer gives me another goddamn acorn, I'm going to lose my mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Spain is great. You can go into, you can go, they actually have ham stores, ham shops in mm. Spain where you can come in. They may have over a dozen different legs of, you know, legs of pork, and you can take a little little piece f- from each of them and uh, any of them and say, "Okay, I'll have six slices of that one, six slices of that, uh, none of which are halal, none of which are guaranteed to be
0: pork
2: <laughs> <on>. kosher
1: all
2: right,
0: wow. well, I guess that wraps up the podcast for the week. So thank you everyone for listening until thank you for, for joining us but yeah, on the podcast so. here. My pleasure. Thank you for all the listeners. Uh, Merry
1: three, Christmas to everyone.
0: Yes. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Happy everything you're celebrating.
1: Happy um, Hanukkah. Hanukkah ended already, right?
0: It ended a while ago. Yeah. A couple of weeks yeah, ago.
1: It was early this year. It's
0: been a, it's been a bit of crazy year. We're going to try to squeeze one more in before the end of the year it might be tough. Um, get but, ready
1: for uh, new year's. Yeah. New year.
0: Yeah, but thanks for joining us in this uh, this crazy, crazy little podcast year we've had so far. It's been a blast, and hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. Check us out, eboompodcast dot Got the shop there. You can check it out and buy some swag. We'd love to, uh, to hook you guys up. Also, check us out on the socials Twitter.com slash Ski Facebook.com slash Ski Bum Podcast, Instagram.com slash Ski Podcast. We're on YouTube. Just search for us. Pinterest, Highfalutins, and on SoundCloud, as Highfalutin Ski Bum. And please, if you could, subscribe and rate us on all your favorite podcasting apps. So, with that, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, hi, See ya.